All right, this morning I want to talk for just a little bit about do you remember? Do you remember? And I'm going to go, I'm going to start out in Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8, and this was a warning against pride, against disobedience. Um, you know, God speaking on building humility during this wilderness phase for the children of Israel. And he wanted them to remember some things. He wanted them to remember some things. Do you remember? Deuteronomy chapter 8, and I'm going to kind of jump around a little bit in this. Um, starting out in verse 1, be careful to obey all the commands I am giving you today. Then you will live and multiply, and you will enter and occupy the land of the Lord, the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. Remember, remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. I'm going to jump to verse 6. So obey the commands of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land of flowing streams and pools of water with fountains and springs that gush out in the valleys and hills. Verse 11, but that is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I am giving you today. For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, and when your flocks and herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else, be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions where it was so hot and dry. He gave you water from the rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and test you for your own good. He did all this so you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. But I assure you of this, if you forget the Lord your God and follow other gods, worshiping and bowing down to them, you will certainly be destroyed just as the Lord has destroyed other nations in your path, you will also will be destroyed if you refuse to obey the Lord your God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we praise you again for the opportunity to be here, God. Lord, I thank you that we have a freedom to worship you, God. And I thank you for your son who died on the cross for us, Father. And I just ask right now that you use me as a vessel, God, to pour out your word. And Father, give them ears to hear and hearts to listen to what you have to say this morning. And by the power of your Holy Spirit, God, let lives be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. There's so many examples in the Bible where God tells us, and he tells us people to remember. You know, Joshua had 12 men he had chosen that represented the 12 tribes of Israel, and they built a memorial to be a reminder of what God had done for them. Do you remember? Why do we come to church? Somebody throw something out there. Let's be interactive this morning. Why do we come to church? Worship. worship. Obedience. We love the Lord Jesus Christ. To be encouraged. Help bring the lost. Learn something. Is it for entertainment? No. We're not here to entertain you. Um, some people get that confused. Entertain me while I come into church today and make me feel good about myself. And 
and play the music well and do this well. Entertain us. That's not what we're here for. Um, is it so we can have programs to get involved in? No. The church is here to glorify God. Amen? The church is here to encourage and edify or build up the saints. Okay, I heard that mentioned. And we're here to win the lost. We're here to win the lost. And it's been a while since we've been winning the lost. <laughs> I'm sorry, I started in already. <laughs> it's been a while since we've been winning the lost and seeing souls come to Jesus at this altar. But that's what we're about. It's what he wants us to do. That's the purpose of the church. Why? And I know the answer to this because I've been around here for a little bit now. Why was Orchardville Church started? A freedom to worship, how we wanted to worship, and it was built on love. If you're here and you were here in the beginning, is that correct? Okay, and, and to win the lost, obviously. It was, it was built on those things. That's why we're here, all right? A few, few scriptures for you guys here to, to, to remind us. Remember what the church is for. First Peter 2, verses 9 and 10. You are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Amen. Glory, hallelujah for that. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. Colossians 3.16, let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you say or do, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. 1 Thessalonians 5.11, therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. And Hebrews 10.25, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. So we know why the church is here. <laughs> Can I have fun this morning? It's okay to have a little fun. Um, I'm a youth pastor, so. Let me tell you why the church is not here. Let me come out amongst you. I won't sit too close because there's rules and stuff. Let's see. Let me tell you why the church is not here. I've been around church a long time. I mean, almost 44 years now. Been raised in church. And I've heard all kinds of things out here about why the church is not here. So let me have a little fun with it. I'll be a little lighthearted. But these were things that have been said throughout the years that I've been in church. Okay, I just got one this morning in Sunday school. My youth pastor is so bald and his head's so shiny, I got to wear sunglasses while he preaches. I'm looking over there. Well, that is not why we are here. I'm going to start it off real lightheaded, or not lightheaded, <laughs> lighthearted. Maybe I'm about to pass out too. Uh, let me sit by Justine here. See why else the church is not here. I wish, oh, I wish they would sing some of the songs that I like. I just can't worship to that. Well, you've made worship about yourself instead of making it about God. Because as long as we're singing words that are uh, spiritually and doctrinally sound, 
Worship. Doesn't matter what we're singing, worship. It doesn't have to be your song, just worship because that's who God is. But we hear it. Okay, what else? Let me go here. Everybody's looking like, don't sit by me, right? Why is it so stinking cold in this church every week I come in here? How am I supposed to focus on God when I'm shivering the whole time? Let's see. Hey, what's up, guys? Do you know so-and-so hasn't been here for like three weeks? Dirty sinners. I don't know. Don't tell them what they're doing. I'll see you, Jared. Let me sit by my modified youth. I've heard this one. Gosh, those kids are always on their phones. I don't even pay attention. I don't even know why they're here. Well, I'll tell you, I'm glad they're here. Even if I have to get on to them about their phones, if you're watching them on their phones, you're not paying attention either. We come in and we start biting and saying things and and getting our focus off what it should be on when we get in here. We say these things and we, oh, it's not a big, it is a big deal. Because you're, you're focusing on things that you don't like or things you have a problem with instead of focusing on the Savior of the world and reaching the lost, your mind's somewhere else and you never get anything out of the service. That's a big deal. And I was being a little lighthearted, but those things happen. They happen all the time in churches, not, not just here, they happen. And my issue is, is, is that we're just walking in, and I've, I've been guilty of these things too, that we're walking in and we're thinking about everything else except what we're supposed to be here for. To glorify God, to edify and build up each other, and to see the lost saved. We forget all that. and We need to remember why we're here. Psalm 19.14 Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. That's Bible. That ain't me. So when we say these things and we complain about things all the time, the words of my mouth be pleasing to you. It's something we can fix. You know, and I I think a lot of times we miss out on powerful services because our minds aren't in the right place when we walk in the building. We're not in one accord, we're not in unity, and we expect God to still bless that. Got to remember, do you remember? We should remember Ecclesiastes 5.1, this is New Living Translation. As you enter the house of God, sometimes the Bible just slaps you in the face with stuff. Ecclesiastes 5.1, as you enter the house of God, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. Again, that's that's right there. Um, It is evil to make mindless offerings. 
Let's see what those could be complaining, half-hearted worship, sleeping during service. It's, it's evil to make mindless offerings and make these to God. So when our mind's on something else and we're complaining and saying things and doing things that aren't about him, it's a mindless offering. It's evil to be doing that. When we come to worship, I pray that we've come to meet with God because he's come to meet with us. I pray that's what we're about as we come in this building. When we come to meet with God and, you know, to keep our mouth shut, I'm not talking about we can't encourage each other and stuff like that, but if you're bringing any kind of negativity in here, just shut it down so we can focus on why we're here, okay? God wants to communicate with us, and sometimes, you know, I use this analogy Wednesday night, God wants to speak to us when we come into this building. But sometimes all we're doing is talk, 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 and we never listen to what he has to say to us. We never listen to what the Holy Spirit may want to speak to us because we're too busy talking and not busy listening. You guys have been on flights before. The flight attendant does this little spiel in the beginning where they just talk and talk and talk about all the safety things and what's all the passengers doing? Not paying attention to the flight attendant. We're figuring out, oh, my chair reclines. You know, if you're a Puerto Rico trip, it was like half of the group didn't even, hadn't flown before, so they were in, really impressed with a reclining chair and a little table that came down and all this other stuff, but we weren't really listening to what was going to happen in case of an emergency. But I think that's what God feels like sometimes, that we, we come into the building and we're talking about and doing things that are just things that aren't about him. And he's, and he's up there saying, I want to I speak to you this morning. I want to pour into you this morning, but I, I, are you listening? Do you hear me? What's an offering? What's your offering to God? I'm not talking about money-wise, but what's an offering? It's a thing offered or your contribution to the service. What are you offering as you come into his house? What are you offering to help us reach, teach, and serve the world. What are you offering? When we all enter this house, we need to remember it's not about me. It's not about you. It's all about him. We have to remember that. Do you remember? Sinner or saint, it's not about us. When we come in here with any other agenda or complaint or excuse, we're focusing on the wrong things. We fail to remember the reasons we're here, we, and we have to remember those things. Here's a challenge for you. The next time you think about complaining, would you just pray instead? You too, Rick. I got you. I hear you. The next time you want to complain, just pray. I guarantee that'll change your heart. I guarantee that'll change your heart. When you go before God with a sincere heart and start praying, Instead of complaining, he'll change that for you. You can read in the Bible what complaining got the children of Israel. Forty years of wandering around, not knowing what we're going to do. Because they wanted to complain. I don't want Orchardville Church to wander around without purpose. Without vision. Without walking into everything that God has for us as a church. I don't want to walk around like that. And as we prepare for worship each time, we're supposed to approach God in a, in a stature of humility, to bow before him, to fall before him, 
And there's things that we can do before we get to church to prepare ourselves for that. We can get ready to meet him before we get to the building. Some of us face World War III in a car with our kids before we get here. How do you expect me to prepare to meet God when I can't even hardly keep my kids alive without wanting to reach back here and slap them and stuff? But we can prepare to meet God before we get here by praying for the service, by praying for the praise team, by praying for the speaker, by praying for lost souls that are going to be in the building before we get here. We can do all that. We can prepare to meet God. You know, I asked my youth group that Wednesday night, I said, how many of you are doing that? But it could be the same answer out here. We have to listen to God when he wants to speak to us. Humble ourselves. Again, he's God, we're not. It's not about us. Mean what you sing. A lot of times we just sing these songs and, and, and God's really revealing this to me lately. Do you realize what you're singing? And that in itself gets me excited. Yes, I'm going to stop and mean what I sing, God, and not just sing it aimlessly. I understand what I'm singing about. And when you understand what you're singing about, that changes something inside your heart. And you can't hold back your praise because you understand, you remember what God has done for you. And some of us in here need to take God more seriously. This is just not something you do on a Sunday because you're obligated to. This is serious. We commit our lives to him. This is serious. We want to be as vessels that he can pour into and, and, and work through however he wants to do it. And we got to take him seriously in that. Like Isaiah, when he experienced the presence of God, he bowed before God and he said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a high and lofty throne and his robe filled the temple. To see God reigning in power and wisdom and love produces only one response in us. It's one of awe. And how many times do we come in here and, and have a different attitude or awe, it's another Sunday. Instead of awe, look at you for who you are in my life. Worship's a time when we come into God's presence so we can, we can see our difficulties from God's perspective. When we lift him up and we magnify him, all those things get smaller and they start to shrink down when we see how big our God is as he looks down on us. Right. Psalm 77, verses 11 and 12, but then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. Do you remember all that God has done for you? It's so easy to forget sometimes. You know, when things are going bad for us or things are going rough, we really lock in on God because we need him to come through. And we think, I'm going to pray more. I'm going to read my word now because I'm serious now, God. I, I have a situation and I need you to show up. And guess what? God shows up and he works whatever it is out for you. And then we're quick to forget that he did it. 
we don't put the time in anymore because we don't have a problem at the moment. So the Bible reading and the worship and the prayer, that can just, it can calm down now because I'm good. But he wants to know us intimately every single day. He wants to know us. He wants to pour into us. Do we remember what all he's done for us? Remember where God brought you from. Remember that he's never going to leave you. I know what God brought me out of. Like many of you, some things I shouldn't even be here. Or some things, sins I was involved in, I shouldn't have a lot to pay for right now. But God took all that from me. He helped me through those things. Psalm 143, 5, I remember the days of old and I ponder all your great works and think about what you have done. I'm so thankful for what God has done. Do you remember what Jesus did for you on the cross? I love what Aaron said a while back about there's, every time I come in here, he said, I have to look at that cross. And I remember what Jesus did for me. And it's, it is sad to say, but sometimes we forget that. We may not forget it like I never remembered. We may forget it like the magnitude of what happened on that cross. We need to remember that, that God so loved the world that he sent his son so that everyone who believes in him would have eternal life and that we're forgiven of all the things that we've messed up in life. We're forgiven of all the sins, all the wrongs that we've done, and we're made a new creation in Jesus. We need to remember that. 2 Corinthians 5.21, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sins so that we can be made right with God through Christ. Gave us that salvation through faith. And sin's power was broken because of Jesus. And the day he came running out of that grave is what we base our faith on. He overcame death. Death couldn't even hold him down. And he's alive today. And he's moving today and he's working today. Do we remember what he did for us? Isaiah 53, 5, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And by his stripes, we are healed. A man was brutally beaten, tortured, spit upon, cursed, killed for you. Do you remember everything that he went through? I've got a picture, I think, on the computer. Do you remember? We so quickly forget the price that he paid for us. If he does nothing else for us, that's plenty. That's enough. And we forget that. Do you remember? 1 Corinthians, it talks about his blood and his body and how we are always to remember the sacrifice that he made for us, and we take that up in communion. Do you remember? I like a lot of you people in here. I love you people. I don't know that I can do that for you. 
he did it for all of us. So we could be forgiven and spend eternity with him. And we could share that love with other people. Another thing to remember, do you remember your commitment to God? When you knelt down wherever you were and you asked Jesus into your heart and your life, do you remember that commitment? That fire, that passion, that love, that boldness you had for him when that happened? Do you remember that I'll fight anything the devil wants to throw at me because I'm a new creation in Jesus? Bring it on, devil. Do you remember that? Sometimes that fades away over the years and we lose that fire and that passion for Jesus for whatever reason. But I'm here to tell you guys today to remember what that felt like when you gave your life to him and to walk in that every single day. He doesn't change because you've been saved for five years or five weeks or 20 years. He doesn't change. He still wants that same passion, that same fire, that same love to come out of you as you further his kingdom. I was at home the other day and the word obsessed kept coming to my mind and I was praying and I just felt a heaviness about me like, like what's going on? I don't understand this. I don't, and I'm praying. And the word obsessed. So I, so I looked it up I kind of know what it means. Does it fill your mind continually or be very interested in something? And I felt like God said in my spirit, are you obsessed with me? Are you obsessed with me? Are you very interested in what I want to do in your life and in the church? Are you thinking about me continually throughout your day? And I thought I was doing pretty good until he drops that in me. And I said, no. I guess I'm not obsessed with you. It's like you said, do you want to be? All you got to do is hunger after me and remember who I am. And I will fill your mind every single hour of every single day. I will remind you who I am. We will have a close relationship together and you can become obsessed with me. Again, what Jesus did on the cross for us is enough. And God, you know, when we, when we talk to him, We can say, God, you don't owe me anything else, but in you I have everything I need. If our praise team would come up. I'm going to close with Psalm 111. Do you remember... Psalm 111 says this. It says, praise the Lord. Actually, that has an exclamation point. Let me start over. Praise the Lord. I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with his godly people. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. 
All who delight in him should ponder them. Everything he does reveals his glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. He causes us to remember his wonderful works. How gracious and merciful is our Lord. He gives food to those who fear him. He always remembers his covenant. He has shown his great power to his people by giving them the lands of other nations. All he does is just and good, and all his commandments are trustworthy. They are forever true, to be obeyed faithfully and with integrity. He has paid a full ransom for his people. He has guaranteed his covenant with them forever. What a holy, awe-inspiring name he has. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. All who obey his commandments will grow in wisdom. Praise him forever. Do you remember? Remember?